put a couple more cards together, huh? Start exercising my motherfucking switch hand again. Big homie. That's what I do, my nigga. I'm back up in this bitch, it's the return of the chicken hole. One oh, still rep the hood, nigga, what you thought? In a classic worth more than a hundred racks. Five 20s on this motherfucker in his front and back. Off that red gas high as an elevator. Couple homies with me that got guns like the Terminator. I'm at the stoplight, I'm recognized, so they tripping. So I threw the dub up, hit the switch, kept on tipping. California dreaming on them zeniths, fuck the law. Bust a left off of Manchester on the show. People everywhere and riders take a look around and now now it's Broadway with Chevys on the ground and they talking that shit, I'm laughing. How funny is it? What? I got a Cadillac nigga with Porsche money in it. And all I do is win when it's time to compete. Professionals when I ride, nigga ass tweet. On top of the world, sitting on the throne. King of Chevys in my lack is a two-door brom. Hey. School bitch in this old school rider. This a first time dipping with a G beside her. And now we in Malibu. View ain't nothing but the ocean. Blew the bitch mind with this three wheel motion. And now it's feeling like we ice skating in the sleigh today. Cause if I ain't bumper checking, all I do is lay and play. Moved all the real riders, twisting on them Dana Dane. Swing them bitches, drag bumpers, swear them hoes, lane to lane. Told you gangsters make the world go round. Smith the Inglewood back to defend my crown. I've been a made man, worth millions, and I'm risking this. But I had to come back. The West Coast was missing this And all I talked about was money and crack Yep, gangster shit, blood, political shit, whack I told Fuzzy make my seven compete King of Chevys, most immaculate on the streets On top of the world, sitting on the throne King of Chevys in my lack is a two-door brom, hey Welcome to the King of Chevy Presents uh, Me and Young Fuzz, we're gonna sit there and uh, Discuss the foundation of the King of Chevys And us as well And uh why we feel that it's very important that we start a podcast. I personally feel that uh, it's my duty as considered an OG in the game to uh, give people knowledge about these old classic cars and the mechanics of how they work. And uh, so that way when guys is out there on the females out there on the road doing their thing, they really understand and respect this game that, you know, of low riding and classic cars, you know. So me and Young Fuzz gonna sit here and chop it up and maybe y'all can learn something from me, learn something from him, and we can learn something from each other. What's up, Young Fuzz? What up, homie? So how did you get into the classic car culture? And who who inspired you the most? Uh, well, I got into it basically around the house, watching my father, my, uh, my uncles, doing their thing around the house back then. It wasn't so much of a hydraulics. They wasn't really on no hydraulics like that. Uh, it was uh, they was heating the springs up. It was my father had a '63 Chevy. I remember he either had uh, Riviera seats in it or Cadillac seats. Reason why I know because at that time I didn't know that a lot of uh, Chevys didn't come with electric seats. So he told me then that there was a Riviera or Cadillac seat. So it started around the house. But my brother Harold, he had a he was the one who really inspired me to want to really have a car with hydraulics because his car was the first car that I seen actually with hydraulics. It was a '65 Monza, uh, canary yellow. Uh, I think it had I think it had white interior. 
truck lights under the fenders. Truck lights were some things used used back in the seventies. Uh, the turning uh, lights on, light up under your fender. Uh, he used to come down the street. We back then we had moved from Watts to Linwood, and uh, I used to ride around with my brother. He used to DJ and go to parks and shit like that, and he'd roll up there in his Monza. People would come up checking out his car and shit. And I thought that was some cool shit when he would lay it on the ground and raise it up, and he'd let me play with it. So that was my first real exposure to low riding. And knew, I knew right then that bug bit me like, this some shit I want to do. You know, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew I was going to do it because when he had come through there and he had a scrape bar, you know, you know what a scrape bar is? Yep. Uh, yeah, scrape bar, he used to come down Long Beach Boulevard, flaming up, scraping the car. That shit used to look like 4th of July. So that was some real cool shit for me, you know? So that, that's, that's where it started at with me. That's right. How about you? Yeah, through my pops, he used to take us around to the shows. It was really forced on us, you know. We didn't have, we didn't have no choice. Yeah. Moms didn't want us at the mom didn't want us at the house when he would leave. So he'd be like, "Hey, take your damn kids with you," you know. Yeah. So I started going around the scene around seven. So uh, did did you really like the shows? No, I didn't like the shows. I didn't really we didn't really care for it. It was just we had no choice. You see, they get in the car, get trash beat. <laughs> at that time, you know. I got kicked out of school. I had no choice but to go to work from, actually went, had to go work for somebody from my dad, my dad's friend at his, his place, because he didn't want me at the house. So I had to go work for him, and then I would come home on the weekends. What was it? Fuck, I forgot how old it was, 15 something. I was at home, and my dad's friend was moving his shop, which he had a restoration shop, and he told him he needed help. My dad's friend told him he needed help moving. So I went to go help him move, but before they were moving, he, uh, they were trying to finish cars. So what I would do is uh, go into the corner and just start messing with cars. They, they didn't know I was messing with the cars. So I would just start like, oh, let me, the moldings were in it. I was like, nah, let me put the molding on. Just, you know. So I put it on and they would come out and be like, who did that? Be like I did. Because I wanted to figure out like, because we weren't into building cars, we were into the hopping, so I was like, oh, there's something different, let me just, you know, so we started, I started putting moldings on, so they tried to challenge me with something else, I'm like, so I started doing other things, and before you know it, he's like, he told my pops, he goes, I would like your son to work for me, so I still with that, I, I actually started working with him, we, he ended up moving his shop to another shop, and I worked for him for five, five years, five, six years, I would say. I worked for him, and I worked at a place called Bowtie Connection, which they were famous for cars back in the days, from shipping cars to Japan. Um, he was, they, they were building the baddest cars at that time. So I was working for him. In your opinion? Well. I'm saying, because you hadn't met me yet, but go, go ahead, you keep on. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't hear about you till. What, you was about five years old when you heard about no, me? I didn't hear about you, too. Actually, I heard about you from your brother, and your brother used to tell me, man, my brother's one of the coldest. You know what I used to tell him? I said, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, I'm the coldest. But you read but, my but, bio, right? No, nah, I didn't read your bio. Oh, is that right? I don't know what bio you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe the other people. Maybe the other people that sh that started with the the exhaust coming out the, the sizers on you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe that bio, I mean. So, so, so what my brother tell you? He used to say, man, my brother's one of the coldest to ever do it. And I said, oh, yeah, where's he at? And he said, oh, he'll be around soon. And I said, okay, okay. But he always used to talk about you, but I'd never seen you until I actually met you at the, at the body shop one day when we yeah, picked up the Chevelle. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And, I, and, and then you were, I know you were watching me load up the Chevelle like, man, this guy know how to work the tow truck at the time? Yeah. I peeped that, so I was like, okay. So that's, that's when I first heard about you. But I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, man, that's the guy Jay's talking about saying he's colder than me? I said, I don't think so. Yeah, but but the thing about it, when, once you realize, you say, shit, a lot of that shit he was saying is true, huh? <laughs> Not until later on down the line when you you uh, started to to low ride again. Oh, okay, so you okay. You might know a little something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not as much as me, but he, he's all right. So, so being that you started so young, did you, was you able to complete school? No, I didn't complete school. I dropped out of uh, eighth grade. Might have been one of the smartest moves because you weren't going to make yeah, that I kind of money. Of, I dropped, money. <laughs> yeah, I dropped out of I actually stopped. I, I actually had lost love for the lost love for it. I went and worked for a company that installed elevators. And that's what people don't know. T -t tell us about that, man, because I know the story, but tell us about that, man. Yeah, so I wouldn't I, – I, it was just a bunch of shit that was going on that people weren't paying, selling you, selling you dreams. Oh, when I finish my car, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you or whatever the case was. So it got old, so I had to get me a real job at the time. So I went in uh, installed elevators and houses, and I did that for about – two years and then one one day i was because i had to wake up early i'm not a i'm not a morning person oh i know that but go ahead <laughs> we're talking that's yeah. another whole another story Probably i'm not a morning person so one day i woke up five in the morning i said man this shit ain't for me like what am i doing I, i'm into the cars so let me let me try this again so i actually went back and worked for the same guy again and I worked back with him for about another, I want to say another three, three years. I want to say another three years. I worked back with him, and then um, it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. So one of um, some other guy I had met up with, me and him opened the shop. And um, it went south real quick. Yeah. It went it went south real quick. He actually he uh he left me. He left me by myself. So I didn't have I didn't have no place to stay. I didn't have no cars. I didn't have nothing at that time but the shop that I had to pay a thousand dollars at the time. So I'm like, shit, I'm gonna pay this thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like I had no choice but to to figure it out. So I was working on cars at the shop for about yeah, I want to say about about a year I had the shop by myself that I was able to to keep it going by myself. And then I just I said, man, I, I was over it. So I went and worked for my for my buddy who had a stereo shop. I worked for him for about two years. And then that's when your cousin came looking for me to build his 59. So at that time, what were you specializing in then when you were doing the shop? Back then, we were specializing in, in everything. 
Yeah. I was I was actually when I came when when I went back to work for the guy, everybody left left his shop, so I was his main guy. Yeah. Like I was the one main one doing everything for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh she had uh so when you and my cousin hooked up, because when my cousin had told me, he said, man, uh, uh, man, I know this youngster. I met this youngster. He's pretty good, man. I need, you probably need to check him out. You need to check him out. I was like, what you mean? He's like, no, nah, he, he works on cars. He, I think he's pretty good. Might be a cool little match. You might, you know, check him out. He said know? he was pretty good or he is good? He said pretty good, you know <laughs> what I mean? Because, so, you know, he, he probably didn't want to blow you up at the time. Yeah, so you, he, was, he was real consistent. He would drive by my buddy's shop. He would drive by my buddy's shop and say, hey, I want to, I'm looking for a 59. And I said, yeah, that's cool. Every, like, blew him off. Like, yeah, everybody else is too, you know? Yeah. Because I always, everybody's selling dreams to me, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I thought, oh, man, this tired guy's, of the yeah. Bullshit. So I said, man, this guy sold another, you know? So he comes back about a week later. I want to say maybe two weeks he comes back and he goes, hey, I, I, I bought the 59 rag. You think you could go get it? And I wasn't doing shit. And I was like, nah, I'm busy. I said, man, I'm busy. I, ain't, I, can't, I can't do it, you know? So he went and got it himself. Yeah. He went and got it himself. He comes back and he goes, okay, I got the car at my shop. When can you come check it out? I said, man, this guy is real persistent, man. I said, shit. I said, uh, I'll come check it out. I probably blew him off about another two weeks probably just to see. If, if he would, you know. If he'd get back at yeah. you. So he came back again. He's like, man, when are you going to come check it out? So I said, man, I'll be there tonight after I got off of work. I went over there and I checked it out. And in my mind, I'm like, man, I really don't. I didn't even want to do it. I still didn't want to do it. I was like, man, I want to do this shit. Like, I'm over it. Because at that time, too, working for my buddy, I was, I was over. I wanted to go back into, back into the elevators. Like, man, this the elevators was some real money. I said, yeah. this car shit is. It's a roller coaster, man. So, <laughs> yeah. shit. I need yeah. to go back into it, you know? So I went and looked at it. I said, I, I gave him a price and I told him, and he agreed to it. And ever since then, the rest was history. The rest you know? was history. That's how everything, that's, that's how this got started. When, uh, after you and my cousin hooked up, and like I was telling you that he told me about got a bad young to pretty much look like he know what he's doing or whatever the case may be, right? Uh, uh, then I pull up, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, elaborate on that a little bit. You pull up, and you really didn't say much. I seen you were really looking at the work. You were, I think you were checking to see if I really know what I was doing. That's what I got out of that when you, when you came around. You started coming around, and you started looking at the work. Like, let me see if this youngster really knows what he's doing. That's how you felt. Huh? That's, that's, exact, how I, that's exactly what I was doing, cause I was saying in my mind, I told him either I, either that or you're trying to like, damn, let me get some pointers from this. <laughs> well, over the years, I've got some pointers too, but I told him as well as I told you. I said, we well, you know what I think. I said he he know what the hell he doing. I said so. I'm kind of rusty. He 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 know all the spots at all the shit. So what I'm gonna do? My goal is I'm gonna fine tune him and uh. He can knock the rust off me, but the but in your mind, did you feel in your mind at that time, even before Trendsetter even came up, that we would get this far into this here with this car system? 
I didn't. I don't. I don't think anybody did. I don't think anybody did till we started building Rosé, and how Rosé came about. How how detailed and how clean it came out. Yeah. I think that's when we realized, like, damn, we. I think we we really have something here that we can we can take it to another level, you know. Yeah. The that not the rose is a fifty seven uh, that we did the oh, yeah, yeah. the feeling one, one we knocked them off at the super show. Yep. Then we had to is come that, back again and uh, hurt a few feelings, but hey, but it, we that ain't what we was a, doing until this until this day. I would say that's one of my most details detailed cars that I've built to this day. That we can take this car out right now, and it can compete at the highest level. And it's a driver. And it's a driver. And see, and that, that's the difference uh, with us and other people. And, of course, now it has inspired so many that we're always on the boulevard. We'll pull up in the show, and sometimes we won't even compete. You know, we just go up in there and for the sportsmanship and mm-hmm. just to let them know, man, uh, you only live once, so you got to drive your shit. You so know? we really can say Rosé was part of, really was, the start of the King of Chevys. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I, I agree with that because because uh, uh, my, my my cousin was always saying, man, uh, man, we're gonna do a lot of stock cars, man, gonna get your shit together. We're gonna do a lot of stock cars. I say, you can do that if you want to. I'm not gonna do a bunch of stock ass cars. And uh, what was crazy is about how it came about for me to bust out trendsetter. Because yeah, a car that was almost the car was done. done. The car was completely done. And we thought you were crazy for that too. Or yeah, y'all thought I, was, I am kind of crazy a little bit. I'm a little crazy. This guy right? is about to. We're about to be finished with this car, and this guy wants to take it back apart. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? It, well, see, what people don't know is that, you know, if they would have been hitting their switches, if they, if they would have been hitting their switches, and uh. And every time I would come on the scene, they wasn't really knowing who I was. So I would ask them to hit their switches, uh, and they would, everybody would make excuse. I might break something, or uh, the car is too clean to cut. I mean, shit like that, right? Uh, too clean to hit the switches. I might break something. So I had an epiphany, you know. And at that point, I was like, "Hey, shit, I know what I'm gonna do." But so you having. So you having hot hot cars back in the days, like your '64 back in the days. What made you come out with a '57 lay and play? Well, shit, that was it was accessible. <laughs> That's what was there. That was ready to the, the the it was right there. You know, that was the only thing that I could possibly figure out that it was right there. So I figured we tear it down and come out with that. But people know me for riding '57s and '58s. Land and plan from back in the days, mm-hmm. but my '58 actually jumped like a '64 back then, you know. So what about what about uh, your '64? Tell, tell us about that, oh, because well. right after Rose came your '57 trendsetter, and then what came after that was actually the '64. Game changer. The goal was to change the game. <laughs> that's that's why it's named the game changer. Well, the 64 was, uh, the inception of the 64 was, I need to feel like I was 19 all over again and I wanted to be a maniac, it's, you know, point blank. So when we uh, brought about 64, 
it, it was just all about riding and coming out to serve the hood, the shows, and everything else. And I wanted people to know that your car could be radical like that car is. It could be fully loaded, clean, with all the accessories. And still, it could be hot, and you can take care of it, and it lasts forever, you know? Still, based on the maintenance that you put in it. Because a lot of people don't know. They see us out there riding. They see us hitting the switches, always on the switches. We don't care about nobody getting in their feelings or none of that shit. You know, I, you know my rule about that, <laughs> right? So uh, that's what it was about, just coming out to let people know, let's come out and have fun. It's a sport. Let's do this thing. So the 64 came out, and it was a, a response that none of us yeah. would have, none of us would have knew that it was going to get that type of response. And when we was building the car, little did, do people know is that none of us could say that we knew that that car was going to come out as bad as it did. We knew the color combination. No, because that car was a piece of shit. Oh, that car was junk. <laughs> it was junk. And uh, we turned things into uh, uh, junk from the graveyard to some Picasso type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so... Let them know our process. Let them know our process. So our process. As far as where we start at from the beginning to the end, because a lot of people uh, think that, you know. They could just drop their car off and we can build it. Oh, yeah. They that, that, yeah. So our process is first, uh, me and you will go over it, um, go over the car. And if it depends on how far they want to take it. Some people don't want to, uh, for one, they don't want to uh, drive their car or do certain things to their car, which we think to our, to our standards wouldn't be right, you know? So I, I'd rather not even, I'd rather turn it down than have my name on it if it's not the way we want it. Yeah, I know that's their car, but if it's not the way... We want it. I rather not even. I rather, I rather not even do it. So when it comes to me and you, because when when while you saying we uh, look over to whatever, who does what? You do the test driving. You do the overlooking. Um, the complaining. The nagging. <laughs> the, 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 the thorn in the side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The headaches. I do all that <laughs> shit, I, you know, because the, the, the purpose of that is we are creating smash hits. And, and when I first told you about the smash hits, you know, that means that everything must work, must be functionable, uh, reliable. And um, uh, if it worked in 57, if that's what we're working on, if it worked in 1957, it's supposed to work today. That's what I believe in. And I'm uh, a fanatic for just perfecting it as best as we can get it, you know, based on what we what we doing. Uh, and you know as well as I know, we turn down we turn down so much work because we're not willing to cut corners. Exactly. We're not willing to cut corners, and we don't like to go over other people's work and put bandages on it because then they're gonna keep bringing the relics back to us. So if a person want to pull up on the King of Chevys and want us to uh, inspect their car, have a potential of us building it, 
you know, we'll diagnose the car and tell them, give them our suggestion. And uh, if they willing to roll with it, then we shake hands, make plans, you know, write the check or what have you. But if you're not willing to go all the way, yeah. the way we – We ain't the shop for you. Yeah, you, you, you know, we don't mind you taking your, your, uh, your money somewhere else. You know, we, we, we don't have the time like that anyway. I mean, it's many times that guys – I don't know. I don't know if you have it all the time. We have never really discussed it. But guys get upset with me, which I don't give a damn because <laughs> – I won't take their cars, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, I get that whether one. it be something simple as put their moldings on, uh, windshields and all that. And the bodywork may be a disaster, but they might have a $30,000 paint job on it. So we're not willing to put our name attached to something that at the end of the day, they're going to say we built it, but we didn't do the bodywork and there's nothing lining up. And we can make some pretty good money every day doing that. But it, that's not what we're into. We're into quality and uh perfection as best as possible wouldn't you agree absolutely absolutely and and, and see another thing is people probably want to know you know exactly how do we continue to evolve from rose the trendsetter to game changer um from the beginning and you know well you know but a lot of people don't know i'm not really a a showmonger but i was willing to you know What's a showmonger? A showmonger. A, a, a showmonger is a person who that's all they want to do is put their shit on the trailer, go to every show, whether it's Fresno, Stockton, Las Vegas, just everywhere, and never drive. Don't even know if it's reliable. That's what I consider a showmonger. And so, um, so would you consider yourself to be a showmonger? Not at all. I'm <laughs> I'm from the street. I'm from the hood for real, and uh and they know it. They, they, they the streets know it, right? I, I had to ask. At, I just, at, I, but I, I am ask. a gentleman. I am a gentleman. But just think about it, man. When uh, we was going to them shows, and uh, she was wearing me out because what people don't know is when we took Rose up to you up have the quali to qualify uh, up up north. I don't know which was that Sacramento. No, that was Salinas. So when we went up to Salinas, and we knew our shit was clean. We knew it was clean. We make no apologies for that. All we did was took the, the one tire off. One tire All we took off, yeah. one tire off just to show the detail of the brake. And we showed outside. And we showed outside. But that was a qualification show to get us ready for Las Vegas. And for those who don't know what a qualification show is, you have to win first, second, or third to even qualify to go to the championship, basically, just to even go fight. And uh, we went down there. We went down there a couple of times, back up north somewhere down there. And that shit was wearing me out. It's wearing me out because that ain't what I do. But me knowing that you were so passionate about what you do and me knowing the story of uh, of the guys used to say shit, and I never even said it to you, but I knew the story about when you was doing cars for other guys and they wasn't doing whatever, looking out for you like they should have. Then they make excuses, always scratch cars and shit like that. And... Whatever little shit that they tried to say on the side to try to deflect you and I from creating smash hit, I dismissed that shit, you know? And uh, we continued grinding, going to these shows, going to these shows, doing these different things to move forward. But what we really want to do by going to the shows is to show people the quality. Absolutely. To show people the quality. And then once we did that, it was all about nobody knew 
what was coming up next but us. And so as we start buying other project cars, nobody knew but us, buying other project cars, having different ideas moving forward to make this shit happen, that's when I'm knowing in my heart like, shit, we, we done dug in real deep, deep. now. Yeah. We, in here, we, in, we in too deep. So a lot of people don't know what all we went through to make this shit happen the way it's happened, to create this brand, the King of Shippies. Yeah, know? we almost lost our lives. Oh, for sure. Tell them about how, how do how do we almost lose our life? Because we were driving back from Salinas, so we're driving back. He tells me, "Let me. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna grab the. I'm tired. I'm gonna let you drive." Yeah, I wanted to let you drive. I was kind of tired, man. So I'm driving. I'm rolling. Next thing you know, this car swerves over on me. So I had to swerve out the way. So I was, I'm swerving I out the way. I wasn't asleep, though. I was just he, resting. He, he says he wasn't asleep. I don't know what happened. But anyways, so as I swerve, he jumps up from the back and grabs the steering wheel like if I'm falling asleep. I said, man, if you don't let this steering wheel go, you're about to kill us all. I said, what the fuck? So he, he's still holding the steering wheel, but he looks forward. I said, man, it's a car in front of us. So he sees the car swerve, and he backs off. Like, all right, all right. So he's like, so I said, all right, I got a trick for this. So we drive off to the next, to the next, <laughs> to the next exit. I see you want to fucking grab the steering wheel, you finish fucking driving. <laughs> said, shit, we about to lose our lives doing what we love to do, but man, this shit ain't that serious. So, so, well, so, what would you consider our relationship is? Your relationship, our relationship. Man, a lot of people don't even know. They think we, we, I mean, shit, just like everybody, it's it's rock. I mean, it's not rocky. But we do have our our conflicts, and it gets sometimes it gets heated. That's why I tell you, I, I love you, but I don't like you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And it's it's a lot of uh, because uh, you you might have a certain way of doing things, and I have a certain way of doing things. And you, I know you not that you feel that you're older; it should be that way. But it's just I'm stuck in my ways, you're stuck in your ways, and I'm gonna do it my way. Yeah, but 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 at the end of the day. We meet in the middle. And it gets done. And, and it gets done, and, and, and a smash hit come again, you know? It, so that, that's and, what it's about. And, it's about the and a lot work. of people tell me, man, I don't know how you deal with it. I don't know how I deal with it either. <laughs> I, I still, to this day, like, man, I don't know. I got used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, see, what well, the thing about it is that by you being dealing with other people, uh, and I feel that you made me greater, and I feel I made you greater. You know, and, and, and that's what this was about. You know, that's that's what the dream is, you know, and as far as creating a brand to make this really, you know, uh 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 grow. So what's what you what you think is next? What do I think is next? I think me bringing my car out is what's next. Well and, and what and, and, and what car is that? I don't want to get into much into too much detail, but I got a '59 ride coming that's gonna that's gonna break a lot of hearts. Oh man, that's that, that's pretty cool. Cause I've never seen it, but I I I know you keep it hid from me. You know, I've never seen it. And yeah, cause you might want to say, man, I don't think you should do that, or you should. I know you're gonna go against the grain on a lot of stuff that I do, cause I'm a lot younger than you. And you, you like to go low and slow. I might like to go high and fast. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's your damn time, so. I'm going to embrace whatever you do, 
you know, as long as it ain't no no dunk type of stuff, but I'm going I'm to embrace whatever you do, you know? Nah, I heard you st- you started that. Yeah. That that ain't even in my resume. So I, moving forward as far as with the company, you know, what I really feel, what people don't know, but what I really feel is that uh, we got this foundation that we didn't solidify it. So we branded the company. We got celebrities cars which same as a regular person you know but most importantly is that we got a lot of product merchandise coming out that uh we aim to you know share with the public and you know rep rep it with us or what have you so we got a lot we got a lot coming a lot we got a lot of more smash hits coming and we got we just gonna make this a conglomerate we our goal is to make this company uh a straight conglomerate you know and I always say, regardless of what budget you're working within uh, or knowledge that you're working within, long as you're passionate about what we're passionate about over here at the King of Chevy, we with you. You know, we 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 down with you. You know what I mean? But we're gonna point out, we're gonna point out some some shit with you. You know, in the end, we're gonna point out some shit that you need to know if we see you on the scene. So with that said, man. Uh, You'll be hearing more of us from the King of Chivies. This was the foundation. And uh, hopefully we share something with you that will enlighten you about how we get out here. Or maybe enlighten you with some knowledge that you need for your own. With that said, man, uh, much love and respect for the culture and the life. Start exercising my motherfucking switch hand again. Big hum. That's what I do, my nigga. I'm back up in this bitch, it's the return of the chicken hawk. 1-0, still rep the hood, nigga, what you thought? In a classic worth more than a hundred racks. 520s on this motherfucker in this front and back. Off that red gas, high as an elevator. Couple homies with me that got guns like the Terminator. I'm at the stoplight, I'm recognized, so they tripping. So I threw the dub up, hit the switch, kept on tipping. California dreaming on them Zenas, fuck the law. Bust a left off of Manchester on the show. People everywhere and riders take a look around and now I was Broadway with Chevys on the ground and they talking that shit, I'm laughing. How funny is it? What? I got a cat like nigga with Porsche money in it. And all I do is win when it's time to compete. Professionals when I ride, nigga ass tweet. On top of the world, sitting on the throne, king of Chevys in my lack is a two-door brome. Hey. old school rider this a first time dipping with a g beside her and now we in malibu view ain't nothing but the ocean blew the bitch mind with this three-wheel motion and now it's feeling like we ice skating in the sleigh today because if i ain't bumper checking all i do is lay and play moved all the real riders twisting on them dana dane swing them bitches drag bumpers swear them hoes lane to lane told you gangsters make the world go round it's mr inglewood back to defend my crown i've been a made man worth millions and i'm risking this but i had to come back the west coast was missing this and all i talked about was money and crack yep gangster shit blood political shit whack i told fuzzy make my seven compete king of chevys most of mac and Lynn on the streets on top of the world sitting on the throne king of chevys in my lack is a two-door brome hey all the 